What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and we are here with the Mississippi Valley State defensive lineman, Jerry Garner. This guy is a two-time all-swag selection, three-time preseason swag selection, two-time Deacon Jones defensive lineman of the year award winner. And, of course, from my hometown, played down at Davidson in the 251, man, down in Mobile. So, Jerry, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, man. I love the intro. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Listen, I got a, I got a rep for the Mobile guys. I don't feel like Mobile gets enough respect for the talent that plays down here, man. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I agree. I agree. It's some, it's some dogs down here. I ain't even going to lie. Absolutely, man. And listen, you played in even my district, man. I went to Baker, so I have a long history playing Davidson, man. But coming out of Davidson, who was recruiting you the hardest, and what was your recruiting process like as a whole? Uh, coming out of high school, man, I had a lot of teams like D3, D2 schools coming there, like Birmingham Southern, Huntington, those type schools were coming at me. Um, I had a preferred walk-on, the UTC. They was kind of on me, and uh, then I had Valley. But out of all the schools, Valley was the most affordable, so that's why I ended up going. I only played one-year linebacker, so I just had that one-year film, and it, you know, it did what it was supposed to do. Man, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, the cost factor, but what was it about Valley staff, people you met, you know, the, just anything about Valley that also stood out to you in the recruiting process? So I'm from a country town. I'm from uh, Chunchula, Alabama. It's about, about 20 minutes down the road. So going to Valley, I end up, I seen, you know, it's in the country. Like Valley is really like the, like where everybody goes for the, for like hype or you want to go and get away. But the staff, the, the man that recruited me was Coach Sawyer, the coach that's who recruited me. He was from Mobile, played at Davidson. So he talked a good game, and he 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 really took care of us. So when we got up there, that was the only coach I knew. And he, he made sure that he took care of all his boys that he recruited from Mobile. I keep in touch with him to this day. Man, I, I love to hear that, man. Got to take care of, you know, the people back home. But you got on campus and immediately hit the field, man, and immediately made an impact. And a lot of players, a lot of people coming out of high school always ask, what are the keys to being an instant impact freshman and earning that playing time immediately when you get to campus? I say, man, just really being humble and understanding your role once you get there. If you come in trying to, and you're thinking you got the big head and think you're better than everybody else, you probably ain't going to see the field as quick as you think. So I came in with the mindset, I just want to get in the rotation. I want to do whatever I can to help the team or to catch the coach's eye because I'm still making a name for myself. I came in as a walk-on, so a lot of the coaches really weren't looking at me to begin with. So I was doing whatever I could to, to catch their eye. So just working, man, working. Put your head down, work. When you get your reps, make the most of your reps. When they put you in that game, make sure you know what you're doing. Stay prepared, watch some film, even in meetings. Make sure you're on time to meetings. Don't be late to workouts. They looking at all that. So that was my biggest thing. And for the FCS, man, this just wasn't a swag thing. This was an entire FCS thing. The COVID, COVID hitting really just took a lot of control out of y'all's hands. We had teams not playing, such as Allcorn and some Big Sky teams. You guys only played three games. We had others who somehow found a way to get in almost a full season. For you, though, how did you deal with the uncertainty, staying ready, and how did and how did the program handle the entire COVID season as a whole? Man, it it was a tough. That was a tough season. Um, the game before, like our first game was supposed to be Jackson State. We couldn't even practice, but like we had, we got like six practices in because most of the time we was getting shut down because of COVID. 
through the COVID and just trying to stay in shape when we can't even go to the practice field. Like we'll try to sneak out there, the coaches passing by, they, they blowing horn, they like, nah, y'all gotta go. Like we couldn't even work out. So it was just trying to do little things. Like I'd get some of my homeboys, we'll go in, in the um, stairwell, we'll run the steps, we'll do like body weight workouts. So we just being around those people, having that mindset, it was, it was kind of helpful to know that they all got that drive. We, we, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure when we get out there, we're going we gonna to put some on the field, some type of product on the field. Man, I can't imagine having to go out there first game of the season and with six practices. I mean, you're talking about that's usually for a normal season, you would have all the spring, you would have summer, fall workouts. I mean, six practices is ridiculous, and you guys are running in the stairwell. Just shows the dedication, man. I love it, but – Looking back on your career, man, we know you're headed to the NFL draft. Looking back at your career at Valley, what letter grade would you give your career? Man, I'll give myself an A. I'll give myself an A because going to, like going against all the odds that were against me, man, I would give myself an A with all the circumstances I had to overcome. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I can't argue with that, man. Like I said – five-time All-American, if you include preseason and postseason, winning Defensive Lineman of the Year awards, I got to give you an A2, man. I'm glad you gave yourself some credit because some players are way too hard on themselves. They'll be like F, and they're like a three-time All-American. It's like you can't give yourself an F in that scenario. But, you know, I got to meet him at the HBCU Legacy Bowl, but head coach Vincent Dancy is really making a name for himself in the SWAC, really turning Valley into a contender in the SWAC conference. What is he like behind the scenes, man? And what is making him such a successful coach at Valley? Just the way he carries himself. He he's that type of guy. He's down to earth. He's gonna make sure he take care of his player that actually wanna you know wanna help himself. If you don't want to help yourself, he it's not too much he can really do for you. So he's he's just that type of guy, man. I me and him, we can talk about anything. We can talk about life, and that's that's what I like. We connect it on a whole different level outside of the field. And that's who I started it with. He came in as a defensive coordinator, and he stayed. He was the head coach, and he made sure I was straight from freshman year on to senior. He took care of me. That's my guy, man. But uh, he's a character. Like, at practice, he going he gonna to make you laugh. He going to do all that. But when it's time to handle business, it's time to handle business. And he's a very gritty guy. That you, I think people can see it on the field, how we carried ourselves. He's tough, gritty, and uh, that's, that's just what we thrive on. We thrive on his energy. And I know you're leaving, man, but looking at the, I guess, trajectory of this program, what are the like, what are the heights for Valley under Dancy that you think they can achieve? There really is no, it's no limit. When, if, if Valley really buys in to Coach Dancy and gives him the resources and the tools that he needs, there's no limit to what Valley can be. We could, just like how Deion Sanders has came in and, and changed that program around, Dancy can do the same thing. He's already doing it. Is already changing right now. Man, I, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are picking Valley as sleepers for this upcoming season, so I'm excited to see what he does. And, of course, man, you know, I know for the HBCU Legacy Bowl what was an experience for everybody, especially for the inaugural HBCU Legacy Bowl. And sadly, no, I know you had to sit out of the game and some of the later practices, man, but you still got a chance to be in front of a lot of scouts, talk to a lot of people, and, and really promote yourself. What were your overall takeaways from the from the first annual HBCU Legacy Bowl? Uh, really, man, it's a blessing to even put us in that spotlight because uh, in the beginning, I know – when I first came into HBCU, we really wanted to get a lot of exposure like that. So for them to put us on that platform and give us that, that chance to 
show our talents in front of those scouts was amazing. And um, even the off-field stuff, the off-field experiences that we had, those was like once-in-a-lifetime experiences. I, I really don't – I ain't gonna, I don't travel like that. So to be out in New Orleans and to really get to see, you know, the, the life out there, it's, it, it was cool. Man, they got they had you guys packed. I mean, from practices in the morning all the way. I mean, they had you guys doing events till like eleven o'clock at night. Man. I'm like, man, these guys are gonna sleep for five days, man. Man, they they took care of us though. Like from the gear on down, they took care of us. They really did. Yeah, man, it was a great event, and I know. You know, I know there were a lot of scouts there, and I always like to ask people this. What was some of the feedback you got from the scouts and coaches that were at the HBCU Legacy Bowl? I really didn't get to talk to a lot of scouts at the, at the uh, Legacy Bowl because of the, what happened, the unfortunate event that happened, so I didn't really get to practice and talk and really interact with them like that. So, yeah. Man, listen, it's coming. I know at the Combine – you showed out too, man. So kind of speak on that experience too, because I was there in Mobile for the HBCU Combine and your name was buzzing around just due to the athleticism and the show you put on there. So what was that experience like to be also not not just at the Legacy Bowl in the inaugural version of that, the inaugural HBCU Combine as well? Man, that was an amazing feeling like, feeling like no other. I'm the only kid from Valley, the only, only guy from my city to be in that Combine. It's the first one. So I, I was like, man, I'm, I'm making history. Right now, as we speak, so that was my biggest thing. Like, man, when I go out here, I'm just gonna give it my all. I'm gonna leave it all on, on on the field. I didn't want to leave out no workouts. I was like, I'm gonna do everything. I don't care how cold it is. I'm gonna do everything. Like, I'm I'm gonna catch somebody out. That was my goal. I'm gonna catch somebody out today. And oh uh, man, God worked it out for me. I mean, he really did. Hey man, congrats to you for putting on the show. And you, you're right. It was way colder. I think that might have been the coldest I've ever felt mobile, man. Like you got <laughs> you got lucky. You got to go in the afternoon group, man. But when we got there at 8 a.m., it was like 20 degrees. It was freezing. And they had that like wind tunnel. So props to you guys for you know putting up with that. But looking at your game, man, I want you to compare freshman year Jerry Gardner to the guy I'm talking to now headed to the NFL. How has your game evolved throughout your time at Valley? Man, starting off as a freshman, I was just raw, man. I didn't know nothing. Like, I came in for, as a linebacker, and they moved me to DN because I was the biggest linebacker they had. I was like 258, so they moved me to DN. All I knew was rip. It was rip and get to the ball. That's all I knew. So from now, man, my junior year was when my game really started. Like, I say sophomore year is when it started evolving. My coach, he was teaching me different pass rush moves. And then my junior year, when I got under Coach Moody, Coach Darian Moody, that's when it really changed. That's when the light bulb clicked. I could he could, he showed me different how to read backfield sets and different things like that to know what to expect before the play started and it made me look that much faster. The different pass rush move he 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 taught me made me just it was like it, it amped my game up so much and from there it just took off and so I was you know I, now I can teach other players like it's players under me younger dudes under me that I'm teaching these different moves to and, and you know to help them. Man, I I love it. I know I know everyone talks about the game slowing down in that light bulb moment. So I, I think that's awesome. But looking at your game, man, you're a very unique player because I feel like you could fit multiple roles in the defense due to due to your size and athleticism. But looking at the NFL right now, who do you feel like you model your game after the most? Uh yeah, like so man, I, I'm I'm really a big fan of James Harrison. So, um, yeah, he was an undersized end. They say I'm undersized, 6'1", you know, 6'2", DN. So, I feel like I modeled my game after him. He he really used that to his advantage, and he played with that grit. He showed people that he belonged there, and that's that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. 
man. I like, hey, and the Steelers, the Steelers need a DN across from Watt too, man. So that, that could be a that could be a landing spot. So I'm excited to see that. But you know, even though I was an O lineman, still very superstitious when I played. I had my whole pregame routine. If I didn't do it, I didn't have a good game. It was just that simple. So for you, man, what 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 was your pregame routine on Saturdays? So for me, man, I uh I always I'm a pray. I'm going to cut my gospel music on, get my gospel music, get my mind right. And uh, really just I try to stay to myself. I stay to myself, get in my locker, you know, just just listen to that music, listen to that music, get my mind right. Hey, music's a must on game day. If, if I if there's players that are like, I don't like, I don't listen to a lot of music. I'm like, I don't know how you play. There's no way I could go into a game day without music. <laughs> But, man, we know how it is in the trenches. As a former OT and you play in DN, we know going up against the same guy for 60, 80 plays is different. So, for you, how big of a trash talker are you during the game? Man, I really, I don't even talk unless I get real mad. But, like, bro, I don't even really talk. Like, I say, man, I'm a solid assassin, man. I'm going to let my play talk for me. Oh, man, I love it. So, since you're not the trash talker, who's the trash talkers on Valley? The trash talk, man, my homeboy, VJ, played linebacker. He was number 12, number 99, Jalen Bell. He talked. Um, who else? Uh, Kiki, Keontae Daniels. He played uh, He played safety for us. He talked. So, them most of it was the trash talk on our team. <laughs> There's always <laughs> some on the defense, man. The defense always gets thrown under the bus. Every offensive player I have on here, they always blame it on you guys. They're like, we don't <laughs> talk. It's always the defensive guys. So, yeah, I have definitely. to ask that. But – Looking at your game, man, you don't have to give away all the secrets, but what is one of the biggest mistakes an offensive lineman can make against you? Underestimate If you walk out there thinking, you know, Jerry, he's just, oh, that's hype. He two-time off way. That's just, that's hype. I'm going to show you. Like, don't ever underestimate me. You know, respect. Respect my game. Respect who I am. I'll, man, I love it. And looking back, you know, we, we can do this season and then your career. What is one game you wish you could play one more time? I said the game against uh the game against Jackson State. Yep, Jackson State, that was that was that was great. Like the fans, just the fans, the atmosphere. That was like, man, it was amazing. I ain't never been in a packed out crowd like that at Valley since like my probably my sophomore year. So it was a great feeling. It was it was a tight game. I, we, we really should have won that game. It was a good game, man. Oh, man. Listen, you guys gave that offense more. I think that was probably the worst performance that offense had all year outside of, I think, FAMU week one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys forced the turnovers and getting in the backfield, man. It, it was a really good game. But give us some credit to the other side of the ball, man. Looking at your career, who are some of the best offensive players you've ever had to deal with? Uh I say I played against Titus Howard my freshman year, so that was the best tackle I ever went against Titus Howard. Um, this year was a uh, Kill Glass. That was uh, somebody we could not stop. Like he had his probably had his best game against us. Like he was putting it on the money. So yeah, uh, running back I say Ezra Gray. Ezra Gray, I like him. Oh man. Hey, three good choices. I mean, there's a reason Titus was, I believe he went first round to the yeah, Texans that year. So, I mean, diff, different kind of guy right there. And I know Akil and Ezra, teammates at the Legacy Bowl for you, I mean, they're both going to have great careers as well. But we know what this draft process is like, man, especially me covering FCS, you being a player. Everyone seems to look at the 
look at the FBS guys first and then they come to FCS. So what is your response to those who may overlook you for playing at the FCS level? Uh, I said, man, they missing out on their diamond in the row. Uh, all we ask for really, man, is an equal opportunity. You give me that, that chance, I get my foot in the door, and that's it. That's, that's, that's all I need. I just need that crack so I can slide in and make the most of it. Man, I love it. And I'm sure you're going to be asked this question if you already haven't. But if an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Jerry Garner, what do you tell them? I'm going to say they're going to get a dedicated player, man, that's coming in, ready to contribute to the team in any way I can, man. I'm I'm locked in, ready to go. Man, I'm all, you know, home, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to try to come in and, and be like nobody else. I'm going to be myself to the fullest. Man, I love it. He said it's just ball, and I'm going to go out there and do it for y'all. Man, I love it. And so last question, man, I know you don't care in, like, the grand scheme, man. A shot at the NFL is a shot in the NFL. But if you got to choose, man, what are some teams that you would just be like, man, that that would be a dream to play there? Uh, I mean, I'd say the Saints. The Saints, that's my favorite team, man. Then it's close to home. My family will be able to come out and, and see me. wouldn't really, you know, be too much of a hassle with with traveling and like stuff like that. So, yeah, the Saints, man, that'll be a dream come true. Hey, you already know the practice facility. They had you guys there on, I believe, yeah, it Wednesday man. at the Legacy Bowl. So, hey, it, it's a perfect fit. I know they do need some D linemen as well, man. So, I love it. But, man, Jerry, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. But this is all about promoting you guys and the players. So, let them know where they can follow you on social media. Let them know what you got going on. And any any shout-outs, NIL deals, anything, man, this, this time is yours. All right, so, man, y'all can catch me on Instagram at underscore.jg9deuce. You can get me on Twitter at jerrygarner48. And, man, I just want to give a shout-out to my family, to my friends, man, to my coaches, to my trainer. Man, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate all the support. I love y'all. I want to give a shout-out to my Valley fam. I love y'all too, man. Without y'all, I probably wouldn't even be here, man. So I appreciate y'all. Man, for sure. But, man, congrats on an outstanding career at Valley and good luck on the NFL draft journey, man. I'm going to be supporting you and definitely following, man. Wherever you end up, man, I need a jersey. That's all I ask. I got to get me a Jerry, Jerry Gardner jersey wherever you end up, man. But, guys, make sure to go follow Jerry on all social media. His social media is going to be linked on the thumbnail and in the description and the comment below this video. But for Jerry, myself, and the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now. Thank you.